Letters of the Rebbe in volume 10. This is letter number 3266, Baruch Hashem, dated the 14th day of Shabbat Tavshin Tezvah, Brooklyn, Shalom of Racha. Now, here is the Rebbe, is, uh, uh, the person writing to the Rebbe is sort of apologizing to the Rebbe, saying that he has no excuses, um, and he's sort of... Uh, asking the Rebbe, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, humbling himself for not being in touch. So, you know, and the Rebbe is basically going to tell him, I'm not, you don't have to uh, excuse yourself for me. I'm not saying my own words. I'm basically giving over uh, the words of the Rebbe. I don't have a right not to give over. And the Rebbe says... You know, when I say people to write, it's not something personal. It's just to uh, encourage and initiate people to go ahead and do things. Because when you have to write, you, you have to do it. Let's see what the Rebbe writes. So the Rebbe says, I received your letter dated the 8th of Shvat, And also the three Pidyanefesh, the redemption of soul notes from the yard site from Yudshvat. And the Rebbe said, this that you write, that you have no justification for not writing. So the Rebbe said, I've already written to uh, several of those who are, uh, who are in touch with me, that that is not what my intention, those who correspond to me, that is not really my intention is for them to need justification. Uh, the Rebbe says, you know, you don't have to apologize or saying that you have no excuses. Uh, the Rebbe says, why am I asking people to write? In addition to the fact, the Rebbe says, that in our days especially, I mean, there's a lot of disappointments, there's a lot of troubles for the Jewish people, and especially in our days, I desire and we're thirsty uh, to all kinds of good news uh, because we are, as quoting the verse of day King David, in a parched land without a tired parched land without water. Uh, so I'm looking, I want to get some encouraging and good news. So besides that, the main thing is uh, based on, like, similar to what our sages of blessed memory say. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ruvain, uh, he was the oldest of the brothers and um, had, it says that he didn't end up uh, fully saving Yosef, but had he known that what he did would have been uh, written down, uh, that he left him over there, he would have acted differently in the medrash over there. Basically, if you know that things are written down, then that uh, gives you extra incentive to go ahead and do the right thing. The Rebbe quoted this um, this medrash already in, uh, in the previous letter. The Rebbe says another references the Yifas Torah. Basically, 
if you write things down, that changes also your behavior based on knowing that it'll be written down. And the Rebbe says we see actually uh, in uh, practically, practically speaking, when you know that you have to notify about an act. Uh, in other words, you know that uh, you have to notify somebody about what you did. And if you're not going to notify, they're going to ask you, how come you're not, uh, how come you're silent? How come you don't say anything? And then they're going to have to answer the real, uh, the real situation Without any touch-ups, without any makeup, you're going to have to answer. So since the person knows that, so this would encourage to do more work with more force, with more strength. A pretty obvious that uh, knowing that you have to answer to somebody, and if you're not going to write about it, then you're not going to uh, say, you're going to be asked, how come you're not writing? So... And then you're going to have to say the truth. So you want to make sure that the truth is something that you want to report. So that adds encouragement to do more. Uh, Sometimes the Rebbe says, this will also bring out even hidden strength that you don't even know uh, that you possess, knowing that I want to report to the Rebbe, this is what I did, and you'll be able to do even more than you think that you're capable of doing. The Rebbe says, this is something which is obvious, it's public, and don't need to go into great details, that writing to somebody, being uh, responsible to give a report, increases and encourages the more action. So it's not about apologizing, the Rebbe says, it's not about sending me letters, it's about helping the people do the work that is necessary uh, for the uh, people to do. Now, he wrote the Rebbe another thing that he's moving into a, a new neighborhood and he doesn't know how to find a proper place. In other words, he doesn't know a fitting spot in the neighborhood where he should move or and basically the Rebbe says, look everything that we do as with regards to Torah and mitzvahs come through efforts. Can't expect, you know, to just, you know, fly in and just happen. You have to work hard for it. Basically only on the other side, which is not the side of Kedusha. The, there's a verse that says when the Jewish people in the desert, they were complaining, they wanted to go back to Egypt. You know, several times they were complaining when different difficulties came up. So one of the arguments they said, the verse said, oh, we remember when we were in Egypt, we used to eat free, we used to, didn't have to pay for it, we used to eat the fish, whatever it is, it didn't cost anything. They were saying, well, we had it better over there. Things were free. So, there is a uh, 
a saying that in Egypt, in the other side, things are free. You don't have to work. You just get things. But Kedusha, you have to work hard for in holiness. You have to put effort in you and got to uh, work hard for it. Uh, as explained in the Zohar, Chelik Beis, in the second volume of the Zohar, on page, tw- on page 128a. So, and the Rebbe adds to him, uh, uh, he says, why would you want to pray for a miracle that you should find a place without putting effort in it? That would be a miracle. You know, you got to put in effort. And the Rebbe quotes a very interesting two Gemaras, two, uh, two Talmud pieces. Uh, there was one Talmud piece uh, that says like this, there was a person whose wife died uh, and she left him with a baby that needed to uh, nurse and God made a miracle that that person was able to nurse his baby. The guy was able to nurse the baby. So uh, the one rabbi said, wow, look what a great man this is that... Uh, that he, he was able to look what changed for him like in such a, a tremendous way. You know, he didn't have money to pay for somebody to nurse the baby, so it became this miracle. So one thought, oh, wow, look what a miracle happened to him. But the other rabbi said that, um, no, 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 this person is not, because why would you need a miracle to, this is not... Uh, uh, it would have been better if you would have been able to pay uh, for not such a miracle to change the ways of the nature and everything else for a guy to nurse his baby. That, that. So what does it tell us? Uh, that was the other opinion. But that tells us you don't want no miracles to happen to you. You want, uh, you want things to go in the natural way. So... Why would you want to find a place without having to work it out and find it? Um, and um, and then there are quotes another Gemara, uh, also attracted Shabbos. Over there it says that any time that a miracle uh, happens to you, you know you should never put yourself in danger, and should say, "Okay, I don't care. I am." Trusting Hashem, it'll be a miracle. Don't put yourself in danger. Because, first of all, you don't know for sure if a miracle is going to happen. So don't put yourself in danger. Number two says the Talmud, that even if you do get a miracle, it takes away from some of your benefits, some of your privileges, so that in the world to come, you've gotten paid in this world. So basically, the Rebbe is telling him, why would you even want things to come in an easy way, in an unnatural way, to get things for nothing, that would not be to your benefit. Rebbe says, look, you have to work hard. You want to find a place, work hard, and that will you'll find a place. Further, the Rebbe says, I enjoyed reading that you write, that you got the position. It doesn't say what it is. Um... And uh, maybe he became a rabbi or something there. I don't know why the Rebbe would not, uh, why they would not 
pointed out what he what his job that he got, but he got some job. And the Rebbe said that job for sure will have an impact on the uh, on the way the people around you, how they relate to you and to your wife, and all of the Jewish uh, groups over there, all the uh, various different chugim, the circles that are over there. Um, I guess because he got some sort of an important or some some position that people will sort of look up to them, it will change the attitude for the people towards him. And at the end, the Rebbe says, also your parnosa, the livelihood, will come also. And as time goes on, you will not only have minimal amount of your livelihood, but it will come in a wide way. And here the Rebbe makes <laughs> a very, uh, you know, pointed sort of comment over there in the parentheses. The Rebbe doesn't want to put it into the letter directly. And there's something very, very interesting. You know, the, uh, the Rebbe feels and very clearly states it over here that uh, this, uh, the Rebbe, of course, wanted men to look like Hasidic men, they should have a beard. And he wanted the women to be covering their hair and to use a shaitl. And the Rebbe associates their struggles, that they're struggling, I guess, with Parnassah, that the Rebbe is blessing them for their livelihood, associates with the fact that they have not listened to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe writes in the parentheses, he, although had you listened to what I spoke to you about, that is, uh, as far as it relates, and in the Kabbalah, a beard is called Yudkimul Tikunei Dikna. It's called the 13 strands of the beard. That's in the Yudkimul Midasarachmi, the 13 attributes of mercy, those attributes of mercy are called strands, like strands of the beard. Uh, so the Rebbe says, the Rebbe hints it, it doesn't say the way it says, as it relates to the 13 Tikkunei Dikna, the corrections of the beard. And based upon, the Rebbe says, what's explained in the, uh, the booklet, the Pirusha Milis, of the Tzamach Tzedek on the verse Vuhurachum Sivdalad over there, the compassionate Hashem, which is connected to the Yudgimel Midisarachamim. And the Rebbe tells him where it's printed in the Yahalod. And also, the Rebbe says, Your wife, as far as a shaitl goes, a wig, based on what's explained in the Zohar, chapter, volume 3, page 126. So the Rebbe said, had you listened, basically, and the Rebbe is giving all the references uh, in which it talks about that these things, if you had listened to my words, then you would have actually seen a practical, uh, tangible difference in finding the proper uh, livelihood that you can actually see with your eyes of flesh, literally even. And the Rebbe says, what else could I do in these two aspects more than just speaking about it? And the Rebbe is basically trying to tell them that, you know, 
your parnasa, your livelihood is in your own hands because you have to, you know, improve in these two areas and then you would see Hashem's parnasa, as Rabbi say. Uh, but yet, that's in the parenthesis, the Rabbi says that this attitude, getting your position will change the attitude of the people, that will give you uh, your livelihood, also livelihood in a wide way. The Rebbe says, the redemption of no soul that you send, I will read it during an auspicious time on the holy Tzion, the resting place of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, with all the titles here. And may the blessed Hashem fill the days of the pregnancy of your wife, that it should be Kashura, easy, proper, easy, give birth to healthy children, in a timely way, the right time, the right, properly and easy, should all go, have the birth, should go easy and proper, and the Rebbe concludes with a blessing. So, the Rebbe addresses various different points over here, and the Rebbe explains why he wants people to write. Basically, if you have to write, that means that you have to do, because you have to report, and if you have to report, then you'll work harder, and you'll even find sometimes that you can do things that you didn't expect. And then the Rebbe says that you're looking for a place, you say that you don't find a fitting place in that new neighborhood, but the Rebbe says you got to work hard at it. It doesn't come easy. you got to work, you got to struggle. And the Rebbe quotes various different places that struggling is not a bad thing. That's something which is good. Miracles, if you have, take miracles happen to you, that's not necessarily the best way to go. Uh, both uh, from the Talmud and the, that it takes away from your privileges. And then finally the Rebbe speaks to him also about uh, that he's praying, hoping that he gets a better parnasa. And the Rebbe says, well, it's part in your hands for your good parnasa. And the Rebbe uh, blesses him. He says he'll read his note. And the Rebbe blesses him for the pregnancy of his wife should take place in a good and an auspicious time.